I'm Kelly Siegel, and this is Harder Than Life, a podcast about self-love, self-awareness, business, and health. We tell outrageous stories and boil everything down to simple, practical advice you can start using today. Let's get living. Welcome back to the Harder Than Life podcast. This is Kelly Siegel. I've got one of the best fathers, husbands, and people with me today. Sean French is an LSU graduate, a leader in the sales space with his high-performance habits. He runs the Determined Society, which allows him to be a successful podcast host, keynote speaker, and I believe he even does coaching. I only recently met him and call him friend. Welcome, Sean. What's up, buddy? Glad to be here, man. Yeah, what we're gonna get fired up right into right into it. What <laughs> is your definition of success? Dude, my definition of success is you know what brings you the most happiness and fulfillment in life, right? A lot of people talk about money and and things like cars and Rolex watches and whatever the designer clothes and shit you get, those are cool too, right? We all want to have our things, but all of our things that we desire are differently. But most importantly is how do my children view me? How do my children feel their places within my schedule? So success to me means that my children understand and my wife understands that they're the most important people in my life because without them, nothing else matters. And I, I, we're going to deviate all right off the bat because I personally experienced this when I first met you, you immediately invited me over for Thanksgiving dinner. Cause we, we have uh, mutual homes in um, Florida and I felt the love and your children and your, your mother are amazing. I felt welcomed, uh, sat on the couch and, and enjoyed every minute of everything. Uh, so you are definitely successful. Well, I appreciate that, man. Uh, we had loved having you. And it was fun. It was like, it was like, you know, the, the uncle Kelly coming over, like the cousin, whatever, man, it was just, it was supernatural and you definitely fit into the dynamic. So you're welcome any fucking time, brother. Yeah. I brought them all those gifts that they were nuts on it. And then even the dogs had fun. Yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is all these gifts? Like, you, you know, showed up like Santa Claus. I was like, dude, that's like in a month. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, you've got to leave the wood pile a little higher. And usually I come and I eat and I, I, I take up so much space. I, it's the least I could do. So uh, no, it's I awesome, really enjoyed man. myself. I can't wait to see you again. I'll be back down in the next couple yeah. of weeks. I know you're busy. But we'll, we'll get together. Oh yeah. So everybody can see the determined society. What is the determined society? The, the determined society is a very exclusive group of people that wake up and actually chase their fucking dreams instead of sitting in bed scared because they're afraid of failure. That's what the determined society is. It's very simple. When I created the determined society podcast and the group and started building that brand, I just noticed like more than anything with me, I was like, why am I sitting here not doing this yet? Like, you know, it really bothers me that I'm sitting here in stagnation. I've talked about wanting to do a podcast for very long. I'm like, but I'm fucking stuck not doing it. Like who else is stuck not doing shit? And I just asked myself this question in my own mind. Wouldn't it be actually cool to wake up in a society where everybody woke up determined to chase their dreams? And so then I said, determined society. I really don't like it. It's something's missing. And then I was just writing you know, all these different variations. And I just finally wrote the word the in front of determined society. And then there we have it. I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is genius and almost like exclusive, but it shouldn't be 
We should all wake up and chase the things that we want to do most in life. And it could be business. It could be fitness. It could be just wanting, you know, wanting to be the best dad or husband or friend in the world. But waking up and not doing anything is not an option. It sounds like the matrix. I like it. Yeah, it is a matrix. We're talking about your podcast. We went right into that. And my next question is who was your favorite podcast interview and why? Oh God! Am I allowed not to say Kelly Siegel? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy—he's hey. a he's, he's problem. I did love our episode, uh, man. There's, you know, honestly, my guests are all so much fun, and and I learn something new every single time. If I had to really dial it in and say what was my favorite episode, my favorite guest, damn dude, the I don't. It's it's hard to say to be honest. I really loved the authenticity of Emily Ford. I got to listen I to love, that one. You didn't, huh? I you, have, didn't. I, you know, Matt, our mutual friend, Matt was talking about her and I've seen her. I now follow her on social media. She's fabulous. I, I'm, yeah, I, I've great. been, uh, I've been watching the Heather Monahan stuff. She's just fabulous too. So it's like, I only have so much time in the day. I still run an IT company. I'm a father. Yeah. You know, you talk about yeah. it. You, you call yeah. me out. I got to do all these things there. And, and somehow, it, some way it, I got to get down to Florida. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's really difficult to always keep up on stuff. But Emily Ford was one of my favorite. I really loved the episode with David Meltzer to be, I mean, quite honest, when he endorsed me on air, that was one of the really cool moments. So, I mean, I love all my guests, or I wouldn't have them on my show, you know, quite honestly. David's a good dude. I, I still yeah. get to meet him, and I look forward to it. I've read all his books. So, you know me, I read everything. I get to know everything, and then I know people better than they know themselves. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. I think the real question is, is like, there's one that has been recorded that I haven't put out there and I can't say it on an air, but that was probably my favorite. That was probably my favorite just because the experience and being in the room with this individual, it was, you know, the best part about that episode is it was, um, how can I put this? It was when just the, 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 the utmost acknowledgement of where I'm at and what I'm doing and I'm in the right space. That was, that was the coolest part about that interview. So you're saying you're seeking external validation. That doesn't sound like a determined society. No, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like, know what you're talking you, about. You, you know hey, what it's I'm gonna... talking about. It's like when someone that big says you're it, then you go, okay. Like, well, I'm a peon and I'm telling you, you're it. I've, I've, I've met you a person. Peon, I know what you're, you I know peon. what you are. I know what you're capable of. And ever since we had dinner, you've, focused and listened and you're you know the best teachers are students always students so you you listen and you adapt and you move on it's like a sponge so i I can't wait to see where you end up um by the time this episode airs because i think we it'll be about six weeks yet still um you'll release that so i will we'll put it in the show notes when it's when it's applicable uh grant we'll make sure that that gets in there and uh, and because it's i'm very proud of you you were very stoked about it you manifested it and it came true yeah i mean it's about you know people that are listening it's about putting the intention out there and doing the work right intention without the actual work and the reach outs and just being an absolute bull in a china shop trying to get in front of people and get these great people on your show, man, it just comes with work, dude. And, and, you know, that has been the most satisfying part of it is like, I, I'm, I'm doing this. Like, I don't have somebody reaching out for me. I, I am doing all of this. So, um, you know, 
that that's that's pretty satisfying. I think what you're going to say intention without action is just a dream. Is that is something like that? Or it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. You're hilarious. I love you. I, I, but I, I mean, just, just think about it. You see, you see all these things talking about, you know, getting in the right frequency. I, I believe in that. I, I believe in uh, being positive. I believe in all these amazing things and being aligned. But I think there's just a lot of people that leave out the rest of the steps, like the, the rest work. of the steps, not lining work. It's like the frustration, the beating your head up against the wall, staring at a computer until 12, 12 AM at night. Cause you're like, there's gotta be something I can learn to get better. Like right now I can't go to sleep until I get better. Right. And that's where everything happens. Yeah. It, the night is dark is just before dawn. So when everybody is just about to give up is when it's usually when your breakthrough is going to happen. And, you know, my, this podcast ain't even launched yet. So by the time that this goes, we'll have some numbers. We'll see what we do. Uh, you know, I just, I put it out there. I do the best I can and, and I'm sure that everything will be just fine. I just, I, I literally love the process. I love doing this. This is all for charity. This isn't, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not looking to monetize this. Um, this is, this is trying to create awareness that there is a determined society, a harder than life. And that, that, you're not alone and, and, and we're all in this thing called life and battling. So, which leads me to my next question. And this is going to be fun. If you were to give an 18 year old, one specific piece of advice, what would it be? And I thought of asking, what would you give your 18 year old self? But let's just keep it to, if there was an 18 year old, uh, what would you give that person advice? Um, Shut the fuck up and listen. Like quite honestly, like listen to what is going on around you. Pay attention. Nothing, nothing. Here's the problem with 18 year olds. Here's the problem with my 18 year old self. And that's why I came at at it the way I did. Everybody is looking. Why am I not being this way? Why, why am I being treated this way? If you're an athlete, why am I not getting all the accolades? Hey, listen, just listen, just stop, do the work and really focus on those steps every single day. Because for me, if I would have had personal development or knew about it when I was 18 years old, I'd be way further ahead when I was a kid. The bottom line is everybody's looking for some type of success, even at 18 years old. Just stop and listen and be a student. Truly humble yourself and look at where somebody is that you want to be and dive into how they did it and just watch them because that shit leaves clues. Absolutely. That was a bomb right there. Boom. Uh, I love it. Uh, God gave you one mouth and two ears for a reason. Uh, I say I end every journal entry that I do daily with listen, learn and love. Mm -hmm. So, First, listen, because you're going to learn something and then learn it, soak it in and then love the entire process. I just think there's so much we can learn from people, man. Like, like, dude, like even in an Uber, like if you're if you're riding in an Uber, we I was in Fort Lauderdale and I was listening to this dude. His name was Daniel. He's a great guy. He's from he you know, his family's from Honduras, but he grew up in Fort Lauderdale area. Excuse me. And just listening to him and just talking with him taught me so much about myself and so much about him and the way that things work in the world. Like it turn on your ears in an Uber even guys. Cause I mean, you can learn a lot. 
Well, you know that they rate you too. So mm-hmm. if you sit there quiet and, and if you're, if yeah. there's a, ever multiple people that hit them at the same time, they're going to take the higher rated uh, rider. Yeah. So right. by engaging them in conversation, uh, you, you get better ratings. So if you're looking for external well, validation. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. My ratings so, on, on fucking Uber. That's what I'm looking it's, for. Dude, your ratings probably really low with the, with the F box. <laughs> They love me, dude. They love me. I think my rating's like in the fives. Maybe I five, think that you're you're nine. just like me. I want to talk to everybody. I talk to the stewardess on the airline. Yeah. I want to know their story. And it, it, it's it's annoying, but I love people. I, I think they're so, called flight attendants now. I think it's offensive to call them stewardesses. You know what? I'm offensive. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> dude, I'm uh, okay. Flight I just, attendants. I uh, but I talk to everybody. And I, the Uber driver is yeah. one of them all the time. I always yeah. want to know their story. Sometimes I get myself down a rabbit hole and I can't get out. But I'm noticing you. that you're wearing a Florida State sweatshirt. Isn't that where yes. your wife? I, you're an LSU grad. Yeah, Isn't I'm that your LSU wife? Grad, but you know, my wife went there and I support, right? And it is actually cold in Florida today. So I don't know what's going on. I think it's like in the, it's like 53 degrees. It's because so, I'm not there. I'm coming exactly. next week. You need to bring that heat, baby, because it is fucking cold here. Like, I just want to go to bed and sleep right now and maybe have some soup and Netflix you, it. You've been all over the place spreading the sales guru. Speaking of sales, what, uh, what's your number one sales tip? My number one sales tip is um, have a plan, have non-negotiable standards every single day that, you know, action steps that you take, whether it's how many calls that you're going to make, how many hands are you going to shake, and define where you're going to be at a certain time and actually stick to it. But most importantly, when you are speaking with people in sales, listen, you are not there to sell something. You are there to be a consultant. You are there to listen to if there's an actual problem, not create a problem to solve for a potential customer, but truly freaking listen. And if there's a problem and if you have a solution for it, communicate it to them and then back the hell off. But more than anything, take some damn notes, do it over and over again every single day. And at the end of 90 days, you'll look back and you'll go, oh, my gosh, I'm actually going to make some real money this month and then do it again. So be of service. Listen. And and uh, what was the third one? It was uh, I, it's gold. Uh, I, I, I there's so many bad salespeople out there. I, I love sales. It's just giving people what they want and stop trying to spin them. Uh, it's, it's a lost sales, art. Sales can be slimy. And, and you know, here's the thing, like, you know, we're all, we're all selling, you know, not all of us, but some of us are selling programs. You know, some of us are still in corporate just like I am. And I'm, you know, selling virtual reality, you know, modules for surgical simulation. And, but the bottom line is like, listen to what the needs are. And and there's too many people out there trying to create needs or create fear or create, you know, that fear, uncertainty and doubt in people. And in order for them to, yeah, like, and I don't sell that way. I don't feel that that is a great way to sell. I I just don't. So, you know, what you want to do is you want to remove risk from, for, you know, for people. You want to, you want to show that you're there for them, that you can actually provide the solution to their problem. I wasn't planning on going here, but you're, what you're selling is fantastic. And I want to share it with the world. So give us a, the, the 30 second overview of what it is, because I think it's going to revolutionize the way surgeries happen and, and whatnot. Oh. So 
It, it's such yeah, a good so, story. Yeah, man. So I, I, I am a global director for minimally invasive surgery for fundamental VR. And what we do is we're really focusing on the pre-human competence piece of surgical simulation. So right now what you see in, in medical is, you know, you're either working on a cadaver and there's only so much tissue you can use before it's done. And then you have to buy another cadaver. Cadavers can cost up to $10,000 a piece, depending on how much of the body you actually need to practice and, and to learn your skills. All wait right. For the, wait for the bomb coming here. Wait for the bomb. Get to do. But what if, you know, it's just like, if you look at it, right? Like simulation, why is it important? Like, I don't know. Are you going to hop on a fucking plane with somebody that, that has never simulated actually flying a plane? Do you guys really think that pilots just hop on American airlines and start flying souls across the Atlantic. No, they have simulations, right? And they are graded. Their skills improve over time. And then, okay, now you can fly commercially. So the same thing with surgical simulation or surgical learning. Why is it that the most important field on the planet for human health doesn't have real simulation right yet? It's like, how do you learn? Watch one see one do one like your grandma is being practiced on with surgical simulation it gives the ability for the surgeons and the medical device reps to really provide real training for surgeries not granny no not granny grandma grant so did yeah. you hear this that was, so <clears throat> virtual reality they're going to actually be able to perform surgeries virtually <clears throat> practicing that's so incredible it, it, it is the new yeah everything so there's a new uh uh, artificial intelligence, GP, GPT, Chat GPT, or Chat GPT. Like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's going to change uh, our country as we, as the world as we know it. So if mm. it's exists in a database, it, it's good. And then, so think of it when you combine the two modalities, your um, virtual reality and this, and this artificial intelligence, it's going to be able to pull up. This is what you need to do next. Mm-hmm. based yeah. on somebody putting the timelines. And then, oh, by the way, if you misclip this one, here's what you do next. I, it, the, it's like the biggest um, guardrails or bumper rails of, of, of like bowling. It's, yeah. We're about to come into some really exciting times and, and things are good. But <laughs> if you're not advancing yourself and you're not being creative, you're going to be left behind. So if you're not providing service and creativity, you're going to get left behind. So... That's what makes the Determined Society so important. Listen to the podcast so you can learn daily habits to be creative and be be uh, of service. So I want to I'm going to switch to what you're such a crazy <laughs> son of a gun. I want to know what reaction do most people have when you walk into a room? <laughs> and I mean crazy with I, I all mean, the love, with all the love. I, you know yeah, I, I mean, listen, you're my kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I I mean I feel like I always try to be a light in a dark room, right? So when I go into a room, I'm not, I'm not assessing who's there really. I'm not assessed initially. I'm not assessing how I'm going to walk into the room. I'm going to walk into the room as me. I'm going to give a big smile. I'm like, what's up? Now, some people can view it as like, who's this arrogant bastard or like, wow, somebody coming in with some real energy. Like I want to go talk to him. So, I mean, I, I think people, I mean, I don't know how people perceive me to be quite honest. Um, but, uh, you know, that's really none of my business. My, my, my journey in life is to really be 100% authentically me. And 
I'll never disrespect. Um, I'll always walk into a room with a smile on my face and that that's just me. Talk about arrogance versus confidence since you, since you brought it up, what's the difference? Yeah. So arrogance is, um, <laughs> having extreme confidence with no freaking evidence. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality confidence. A true confidence is having confident in your ability after doing the work over and over and over again and having the validation and the evidence that what you're doing is working and that you're successful at your craft. Love it. That's just the, <laughs> that needs to be <laughs> the, the tip of the, uh, the snippet of the uh, episode. That was good. <laughs> Write it down, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most important decision you've made in your life? To marry my wife. I knew you were going to say that. God, it's just beautiful, man. She's, and her worst you know, decision is that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Her worst decision is marrying you. I'm just, I'm, absolutely. I'm, absolutely. Um, um, you know, it's funny because, you know, all, all my life I've, I've been just enamored with the Spanish culture. I, I, I loved the way Spanish women looked. I loved the dark hair, the green eyes. I, I love the language. I love the food. I'm just overall in love with the Spanish culture. Am I so my dream woman naturally is always a, a beautiful Spanish woman or, you know, um, South American. And I remember the first time I ever laid eyes on my wife. It was in a big training. Um, we were at paychecks. We were both, you know, um, pre rookies in this organization. And she was selling in Miami and I was selling in Fort Myers and she was kicking my ass. And because um, we're she was number one, I was number two. That did change at the end of that year. I I won that year. Then she pummeled me the next year, like embarrassed me. Um, but I was still number two. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, she walks into the room and I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, what, what is that? I'm like, that's her. I was like, good Lord. <laughs> and I remember, you know, um, tapping one of my friends. And I was like, that is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And I would say, about six months later, she reached out to me to congratulate me on, you know, how well I've been doing and asked me what, what I was doing, how I was doing it. And I just hit the, the, she was asking for, you know, like, Hey, you know, like, how are you doing this? And I, and I scroll down to the email signature. I'm like, this is way too much to type. So I'm just going to hit that phone number and, you know, have a conversation with her, no motives. And we had a two hour conversation that day. And the very next day I could not get out of my driveway without thinking about her. And oh, that's so cute. every single morning I can't get out of my driveway without having her in my mind. And so, you drug her all the way to Fort Myers. You dirty. I dragged her to Fort Myers, man. This the, is a the, very, very nice place to raise a family. The better <laughs> story is that she for, she gave up her lucrative sales career to, to be at home and and fall and help you yeah. inspire you and motivate you to chase your dreams which really yeah the way that happened man is you know COVID happened and she was still with paychecks and you know it got very demanding with the kids being home we had you know alina and vpk and then we had bobby in in kindergarten and then we had mia who was like i don't know like what um a little over a year old none of them in daycare or or school because everything was distance learning 
and it got to be very demanding. They were wanting her to be on camera 24 seven, all these different calls. And like, you know, just like, you know, when you get, when you're with a corporation and they just want you on camera just to make sure you're working for your small salary, you know, um, when reality, the big part of the money is coming from the, the commission. So like, let me go sell, like, leave me alone. Well, it just got to be very too much for her. And, um, we decided, Hey, I'm, I'm at con med now. Um, that's when I was at my other medical job. I'm doing well, do what you need to do. If you need to take a step back, um, take a step back. And she has done that, um, for the last, what is that? Almost three years now. And I'm super proud of her though, because in that time off, she was able to really think about what she wanted to do with her life. And as far as career goes, I, I never want her to stay home. That's not who she is. I want her to go out and do her own thing. And she started thinking about teaching. And we've always had the goal for the, the children to go to Canterbury School of Fort Myers. It's the best education in Fort Myers. It's like 30 grand to go there a year per kid. And it's like college, like once they get into middle school and upper school. And, um, you know, they had a, a substitute teaching position open there. And, I, and that's where I coach baseball. Voluntarily, I coach baseball there every, every now and again. And she goes, hey, there's a substitute position open. I'm like, hold on. So I went and saw the headmaster. I gave him my book. You know, we had a conversation. I said, by the way, my wife would love to sub here. So she subbed like four or five times. And then they offered a full-time position for next year. So she's going to be teaching there. So our kids get to go there for very, very cheap. Well, one gets to go there for free. So she's going to be teaching next year. She's going to be teaching Spanish. So, But again, we talk about alignment right we talk about putting the energy out there we talk about put it getting yourself on the frequency of putting yourself in the right area and then when she got there she did the work she impressed them and now she's going to be a spanish teacher at the best school in in lee county so i was just giving her props for being making the american dream happen down in the uh french household <laughs> and then you say oh well she's gonna go become a school teacher so she's even better she's the same so if she's listening yeah. I think you're a badass. So. Well, she might listen to your show. I don't think she listens to my show, <laughs> but she might listen to yours. I love it. Uh, you talk about <clears throat> high performance habits. What's the first yeah. thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do before bed? Well, the first thing I do in the morning is I get up and go to the gym. Okay. And while I'm going to right what I'm getting right when I'm getting ready, I'm listening to uh, praise and worship music. I do curse a lot, but I am a God fearing man. Um, so I'm, I'm spending time with God in the morning and before I go to bed, I'm quite honestly, I shut it down, man. I shut it down. Like once, once a certain time and it's, it, it depends because there's certain groups that I coach on certain evenings, like Monday nights, I'm not done till nine 15, nine 30 PM. But the last thing I do every night is I just reconnect with my wife. We'll watch some TV that we, you know, and we'll just laugh together because we haven't really gotten to kind of kick it all day because I'm working and, you know, she'll be, you know, like today she's subbing. So I won't really see her until 5 PM. Um, but the first thing I do is I do what I don't want to do is I work out. And then the last thing I do is the thing exactly what I want to do is and it's hang out with my wife. Nice. That's a great answer. I, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. What are you most passionate about and how does it relate to your mission? 
I'm most passionate about as far as professionally, <coughs> excuse me, getting over this, uh, this crud. Um, I'm most passionate about helping people understand they are not who the world says they are. And, and what I mean by that is the limiting beliefs they may have been bestowed upon them from a family member, from a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a spouse or, or just a friend, right? And how do I help them understand that they are worth more and actually help them go out and achieve more? That's what I love. That's why I have my podcast. That's why I do what I do. This, this shit is not about me because if it were about me, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I'd be going for another workout. I would be, you know, doing something mindless to be quite honest, because I have those, those thoughts go in my mind. Like, well, you know, like I, I just want to, I don't, I want to sit and watch TV. I want to catch up on American horror story. Like I want to do all that shit, but man, I just, I just want to see people achieve more, dude. I love that. I, I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't want to do any of those things. <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I want to win and I want to win massively. And, and the moment my feet hit the ground, it's like, uh Oh, he's yeah. up. It's time yeah. to go. And I don't even, I, I, these things are so ritualized. What I do to win that I don't even think, I don't have to think about it. I, before I even am awake, I've done gratitude. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I've journaled, I've got my gym clothes on and I'm walking out the freaking yep. door. And before I even know what's going on, I'm walking in the gym. So I, those winning habits, it just becomes positive momentum. It's, it's almost impossible for me to fall off. I would have to make a serious conscious decision mm -hmm. yeah. because I'm so subconscious on my habits. It's just, it's sick and wrong, which leads me to the next question. What's something you believe in that almost nobody agrees with you on? That motivation sucks. It's garbage. It's right. a fleeting emotion. There's a lot Expand of people that, on that. Yeah. So motivation is a feeling that comes and goes. You could be motivated one moment, then your kid gets sick or your dog throws up on the floor and you've lost all motivation to do something. Are you, you can the go to a grease? conference. Huh? Or you spill the turkey gravy. Or you spill the turkey gravy, right? You go, you go into this conference and all this information is thrown at you, right? You're in this element where you're isolated from the real world and you're hearing all these great things and how you're going to implement them into your business or into your life. And then you go home, you walk through the door, your children attack you because they're excited to see you. Your, your spouse is there excited to see you or that, you know, something's wrong and you know, you're having these conversations. The next day you wake up, that motivation's gone. You don't feel the same way you felt right now. What, could be great is if you took that motivation and looked at it as the pilot light. That is the thing that gets the flicker, that that gets the the burner going. Everything after that is a determination and a discipline issue, quite honestly. Like you can be as motivated as you want one moment, you're not going to get anything done. You need to be determined and have an extreme amount of discipline to enact everything that it's going to take in order to be successful from the things that you were initially motivated upon. So I heard God fearing and workouts. What are the other solutions that you use to, to combat that, to, 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 to refire that momentum every single day? 
Oh, it's just my, it's just like my overall mission. I, I really, I really look at the end goal, man. I look at where I want to be. If I don't get to meet the man that God intended me to be, then I'm going to have a problem when I get to heaven. Cause I'm not going to recognize who I was supposed to be. Right. Nice. So yeah. So it's just a matter of, all right. Like if I'm feeling a certain way, like I'm tired, I just really don't want to do anything today. Like I'm, if I'm frustrated, I look at, okay. Is that how the ultimate Sean French would be, right? The end goal, Sean French. So I don't chase anybody else. And for me, I'm not looking to be like you or be like anybody else out there, right? I have to keep going to make sure that I turn out to be the best me. That's that's what keeps me going. So Dr. Joe Dispenza calls that uh, you figure out the what and the why and the how will appear. So... Simon, just, Simon too. Simon Sinek. Yeah. He's, yeah. You know, this whole game, this whole personal development thing, there's nothing new. No. Just, just do the work. And I yeah. like to say whenever something gets hard or uncomfortable, I have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the moment that, my, that I start getting a little bit of butterflies, like, uh-oh, you know what that means? Yeah. I got to go do it. Yeah. So I would say impossible only describes a degree of difficulty and I'm going straight into it. And a lot of times I'll say I'm coming and hell's coming with me. So yeah, absolutely like that, the, those uncomfortable feelings like dude, straight up, like a couple of weeks ago when I went to go do that interview, like I'm sitting there and my, I didn't even know my palms could sweat. People talk about it, but like, you know, you have this moment of uncomfortability and I'm sitting in the hotel room and I'm like getting anxious. I'm like, Oh my God, how's this going to be? And then I thought like, nah, man, this is pretty freaking cool. Like, lean into this feeling like look at where you were nine months ago like jesus man i was recording my podcast in a vw atlas suv nine months ago and then i end up you know in a room with this guy like that's accelerated growth that's winning man and i i'm proud of you and i tell you you were talking about sweaty palms i have sweaty feet <laughs> I've never told I think anybody I have that sweaty feet right now. I don't know what it is. I, I, my feet, when I'm really busy, my feet sweat. And then obviously you can see on camera, I get, I get oily, but it's, uh, this it's isn't nerves. It's just, I just am go, 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 yeah. go, go. Yeah. And then sometimes my, if like I'm, if I'm doing like a group thing, like on zoom, like my face will get red and my wife's like, Are, were you nervous? I'm like, no, I wasn't nervous. It's just like, that's how, I don't know. Sometimes I just have reactions like that. I like to say I'm never nervous, but you know, I, I feel uh, anxious, but anxious in a good way, like um, grateful. What I've been watching in my head, because I unpack all my feelings tons, is I think I'm anxious and I'm just overcome with gratitude. You ever have that feeling? Like you think it's anxiety, but yeah. I'm just excitedly happy about my path. And that happens a lot lately i'll think yeah. that i'm nervous because being anxious you're 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 wor worried you're fearful of the future but i'm not that i'm just excited yeah i can tie to the anxiety of what i labeled to that specific day that we were just talking about i think it was more like unchanneled excitement like it was just too much right and then once i recognize like no nah, dude this is gonna be fine like i went there Right. But I, I don't I don't know if I ever get overly grateful and that'll make me anxious um, because that just puts me at, at peace. But 
Yeah, I think I think the excitement that can that could be labeled as anxiety. I, I think I can but dig that. Think about that though. The determined society and harder than life. We're telling you to keep doing what makes you nervous because mm-hmm. the next time when you're when let's say that you interview Ed Milet or mm-hmm. Tony Robbins. Spoiler alert: It's not those two guys. <laughs> but if you do that, you yeah. you are working out that muscle that. Mm-hmm you won't, you'll be less nervous. You'll be less nervous. So lean yeah. into it. You belong. And at the end of the day, nothing's going to happen to you. Even if you yeah. went there and made a fool of yourself, at least you learned something. Well, it's funny. Cause I said to myself, like, what's the worst thing that happened? It ain't going to kill me. I'm not going to die. We can fix anything but that. That just keeps coming exactly. up every single time. And, and yeah. you know what? You're a great orator. You're, you're, you're well-spoken. You're highly educated and you're intelligent. You know, we can have a, a, an adult conversation and it'd be interesting. Yeah. At least to the right man. people. For sure. All right. If you could have dinner with one person alive or dead, who would it be and why? Oh, you're doing this to me, dude. It's going to make me emotional. The one person I want to have dinner with would be my grandmother. She passed away in 1997 from pancreatic cancer. That's who I want to have dinner with. Why? I want to sit across the table from my grandma. And just look her in the eye again and thank her for everything she did for me when I was a kid. That woman was the greatest woman on the face of this earth. And I miss her every single day. That's my person. This Your grandmother was the mo- the mother of the mother that I met at Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, she had to be fantastic. Oh, she was the best, dude. Like when you talk about good, good people, like I remember, man, she used to have, she used to work at a bank. She was teller at a bank and I'd go in there. I just want to go see my grandma. And then like, I think the overall reason I want to go see my grandma is because the ladies in there were so kind and they would take me to the break room and they would always have cookies and shit. So I'd eat cookies and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And little Shawnee, bring the cookies for little Shawnee. Oh, take them back there. Fatten them up. And, um, you know, like I remember every Christmas, it'd be like a big, big thing where, you know, they would have a Christmas decoration christmas decorating event at her work so i'd go there and we'd decorate the christmas tree we'd have dinner and cookies it was just great like i could go on forever about my grandma so you're gonna cancer sucks man i'm sorry yeah, that she's coming i would tell you you're god you, you believe in god so she's looking down on you and she's proud of you and what you've done uh, absolutely it, i'm gonna get emotional for a second too because i didn't even think about it but my grandmother stepped up and and started raising me when i was right around 10 11 and uh they taught me everything i know so she and her and my grandfather allowed me to do everything i'm doing today and she would be so proud of sober kelly and um i'm unapologetic about it and you know i i talk a lot about my choice to not drink and it's a choice it's Mm-hmm. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't, I just choose not to drink, drink or do drugs. I saw when I was over at your house and yep. I would love to crack one back. I just don't, I just, I just don't want to. And it's, it's, it's not no reason. I don't look down on anybody, but they would be ecstatic. And I dedicated my book to them and uh, you just, you struck a chord. So I just wanted to share that yeah. with you because I, I love you. And I, I just, I think you'd get a kick out of it. She was an old Jewish grandmother that just, you, you walk in the house and you, you got to eat something and she just <laughs> wants to know all about everything that's going on in your life and then has to tell you. And they were, they were old school Jewish family where, where 
it was black and it was white. There was no gray area. Mm -hmm. And um, I lived by them for years. So I ate one or two meals there a day. So that's, that's awesome, dude. I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And, and that probably would be, would be mine. And so she could, I could hug her one more time. Yeah. God, man, that would be amazing. Yeah, in due time, my friend. We just touched the cord of both of us, man. And I, thank you for bringing that up. That's yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great question, uh, man. I love the man I am in the that I can see in the mirror every day, and as I know you do. So, yep. If you could create one law, what would it be, and why? One law. Mm-hmm. I would create a law that states you must be kind to people, and even though you don't disagree with them, it doesn't mean to hate them. The reason why that would be a law is because I'm sick and tired of everybody thinking we are so different from each other that you have to hate somebody because they have a different political view. They have a different view on COVID. They have a different view on what color the freaking sky is. The bottom line is, is we are all people and we are more alike than we are different. That would be why I would create that law. And anybody that violates that law would you know, there would be some consequences straight to the wood chipper. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I, I, I just, my guests are so amazing. That is so true. I, I, it frustrates. I don't want, first of all, I don't want harm to come to anybody, anybody. No. I, I don't care what you think. Um, even the worst of worst deserve compassion and love, but I don't want you to die because you, believe in in republican or democrat or you believe that the earth is flat i don't i don't care it's yeah silly. i mean yeah i mean maybe the earth maybe the flat earthers maybe that's a different story i don't know no i'm kidding it's, no, like, it's, it's just it's just I, a waste of energy it just is yeah. i i got no hate i have no hate for anybody or anything i can't it's just energy that i don't have I, i'm not available I'm for that man. just be just be kind and just understand where people are coming from and they you know they're they deserve to be heard too it's like Period. you teed up the next question too. It, oh, no. it, literally, I went, what are your pet peeves when communicating? <laughs> yeah, just I, I think my pet peeve when communicating is when people don't listen. Like you ask, if someone asks me a question, right? And it, this, this drives me crazy. Someone asked me a question in a social setting. It could be something dumb like, hey, what do you think about that painting? Or, uh, you know, what do you do? Or whatever. Tell me about your family. And then the moment you start talking, they take their gaze and they take it somewhere else and they start disengaging. It's like, motherfucker, like, why'd you ask me the question if you're not going to listen to me? Ugh. I hate that. That's my biggest, that's my biggest um, pet peeve. The second one uh, B would, would be expecting me to decode what you really want from me. Just tell me. It's funny you say that because so I, I don't think I asked. Oh, the one law that I would do is be, would be you got to tell the truth. Always tell the truth. I think oh, if we one. just communicated the truth, not our truth, but the truth, uh, <laughs> the world, people can handle it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, again, we all want to be happy. So why can't we just start there and work our way out and communicate? Mm -hmm. it's, if, if we just communicated what was really on our mind, this world would be an easier place. So we have to, we know we're on a little time constraint, so I want to get you out of here. Last question is, is there something I haven't asked you today that you feel compelled, compelled to share? 
No, man, I'm just really happy to be on this conference, this call with you, this podcast. Uh, I feel honored. Um, I'm super proud of you for writing a book, for creating this podcast and giving yourself the space to make an impact for, for charitable organizations. Um, there's not a lot of people that I know that create um, revenue sources just to give back to charity. So for me, um, whatever I could ever do with you, for you, um, I'm, I'm all in because there, there needs to be more people that are doing, you know, I'm going to hold you to that too. By the way. Oh, whatever, I got man. a, I got a book for you when I see you in Florida next. I love you. The feeling is absolutely mutual. What was the name of the book that you wrote? Um, that's a great question. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot for a second. No, it was a uh, unstoppable, uh, the high performance, the high performance mindset. Yeah. Ooh, I so like I go that. through in my book, I go through, uh, everything that I did to go from completely broke to making six figures, not on pace for six figures, literally six figures um, in, uh, in, in my business to business sales organization. I go through the, the plan. It's all written out. And so if people would just follow that plan and, you know, really just kind of implement it into their daily, they, they too could um, create a six figure um, income in sales. So to get more, uh, your Instagram and Twitter handles will be in uh, the show notes as well as the website. It's theshawnfrench.com. Absolutely. And then your big uh, promotion right now is this Mindset Mastery Program. Tell us a little bit about that. So actually, um, no, the big promotion now is the Podcast Academy. I I recently shifted because here's the thing. Uh, The moment people really start being like, pivot is a friends episode with Ross on the couch and the stairwell. I can't, yeah. I can't do it. It's almost like the lift and slide with the car. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. When he turned 30. Uh, so I noticed that there was a lot of individuals starting to reach out to me and ask me questions like, Hey, how'd you grow your show? Like you're in the top 5% globally. Now, what are you doing? Hey, how are you getting these guests on your show? And so I said, all right, I'm obviously this is what my audience wants. So I created a podcast academy that's starting in mid-March, promoting it now. I've got some assets coming out. The landing page should be done uh, by today or Monday at the latest. And I don't even have all the assets in place yet, and I've already enrolled six people in it. So the goal is to take individuals that want to start a show or that already have a show that aren't getting the traction that they want, and I'm going to show them how to do it in 12 weeks. Nice. Where do they get that out of that? Is it on the website? So they can, they can DM me, um, but there will be, there will be a landing page done. So by the time this show airs, you'll have that land. You'll have that link. Awesome. Sean, thank you for everything. You are literally the definition of harder than life. Uh, Until next week, be harder than life. Thank you for listening. Please rate and subscribe to harder than life. And let's take this to the next level. Get connected at the links below.